we're on a mission to help women get healthy for good. Join me each week for a new episode that'll help you sustain healthy habits and nourish your body so you can flourish in life. When it comes to nutrition, does it feel like you know what to do, you're just not doing it? Or maybe you find yourself stuck in this annoying all or nothing cycle. If it sounds like I'm reading your diary, well, that was my diary for a while too. And it's also the story of the thousands of women I've personally coached. That's why I created Flourish, the nutrition and body image support app made for women. If you recognize that diets don't work, but just not dieting isn't helping you feel your best either, download Flourish today. Your first live session with one of our credentialed nutrition and psychology experts is totally free, no credit card required. From there, you'll continue your journey with personalized accountability and support so that once you graduate from Flourish, you'll never need another nutrition program again. So head to the show notes and download Flourish for iOS or Android today. You're listening to the Nutritional Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Siegel, registered dietitian, founder of Nutritional Freedom, and total stationary nerd who's sharing episodes each week to help you ditch diets and get healthy for good. We'll dive into what really works when it comes to creating sustainable nutrition and health habits, ways to improve your body image, and how all of this helps you live a life that's in alignment with your values. Because that's what really matters, right? Let's dive in. Welcome back. So today's podcast is on one of my favorite topics. And in fact, I sat down with the team yesterday to do kind of a content brainstorm. And I was so surprised that in the first seven episodes, we hadn't touched on this really explicitly. And that is your mindset and the power of your thoughts, especially when it comes to changing your approach to nutrition and your health habits as well. And, you know, I hear a lot of like mindset talk in, you know, this space in the world of coaching and self-improvement. And I see this like very surface level kind of understanding of what that is. And it quite often feels kind of like just these pep talks. But today I want to get way more specific about what, you know, this work really looks like and of course why it matters. Okay. Because chances are if you've been dieting or even if you're just interested in nutrition, you know, then you've probably been taught how to count points or to track your calories or to follow, you know, yes and no foods lists, but you haven't ever really been taught how to manage your mind. Okay. And so I want to explain before we get into it why this matters for your nutrition and your health. And, and I want to really drive this point home that your thoughts are really one of the most important things to focus on if you want to make change and improvement in your health. And really, if you want to make change or improvement in your life. Okay. So let's think about this. Let's, let's really think about the power of your thoughts. So think about if you've ever had the experience of feeling your mouth water when you're starting to think about a certain food that you love, especially if you're hungry, right? Or maybe, and this happens to me all the time, (laughs) maybe you've had the experience of like your heart starting to race 
and your chest starting to tighten when you're thinking about something embarrassing, you know, that you said or did in the past. Think about it. Your body is having a real physical response to your thoughts, right? You're not eating the food and you're not experiencing the embarrassing event again, but it's evoking a very real physical response. And this is the exact same way that unproductive thought patterns, negative self-talk, and limiting beliefs have a very real effect on your health through the way that they affect your, your choices, okay? And we also know, you know, physiologically, the impact of stress, you know, can really have a real effect on, on your body through, through your hormones, your blood sugar, things like that. Okay. It's not, not what we're talking about on this podcast, but that is a very, very real thing too. This is also why if you've never incorporated mindset work into your, you know, health journey or your approach to nutrition, it's also why you've maybe struggled to really create sustainable habits and experience lasting results. Okay. So I want to introduce you to a tool by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School that draws on principles of cognitive behavioral therapy and, and some other models. In fact, it's called the model. All right. And again, this is not, not my tool. I, I wish I was uh, kind of smart enough to, to see it, but she kind of put it together through you know years of experience and, and study. Okay. So her model states that in life, there are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, okay? And the way this works is that circumstances exist, and then based on those circumstances, you create thoughts in your mind. And your thoughts are the sentences in your head. From your thoughts emerge your feelings or your emotions. Your feelings then lead to action or inaction, right? And then from your actions come your results, Okay, so circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Now, typically what we do when we see a, you know, let's call it a problematic behavior, or when we find ourselves engaging in actions that we don't agree with, then we just look at the behavior and we try to change the behavior without changing the underlying thoughts and feelings, okay? And that, it doesn't work. It really, really doesn't. It may work for a short period of time, but to really create, again, lasting behavior change and the results that you ultimately want, we have to make sure that these underlying thoughts and feelings, that first we are aware of them, and then from that point of awareness, we have the power to really transform them, okay? I want to run through an example because I think that's always the most helpful um, when we're talking about thoughts and feelings and actions and kind of how all this stuff works together, okay? So let's think about how this may be playing out for you right now, okay? So I'm recording this in May of 2020, so we are currently um, quarantined at home, you know, unexpectedly working from home. And so this is a somewhat unique circumstance, but as you're going to see, this is going to, or rather can, create a very, very common feeling. So I think this example will, uh, for better or for worse, 
last through time. Okay. So our circumstance in this case, again, very unique to this time. Um, and that's going to be unexpectedly working from, from home. Okay. Currently due to quarantine. Thought, a thought you may have prior to doing thought work, let's say, is something like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to balance everything I need to do. Okay. So from that thought, the feeling, and again, this is a very common feeling, could be something like overwhelm. All right. Now, from that overwhelm, what action do you take? There are many actions available to you. One that I hear about quite frequently would be something like eat a pint of ice cream, <laughs> right? Or, you know, stress eat some other food. That would be in the action line. And the result of that is that you have a stomach ache from the ice cream, plus this layer of like residual guilt over the ice cream. And let's not forget, you still feel really overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, right? We haven't actually addressed what's going on. What is the thought that is causing the overwhelm? Now, in most situations, you know, we may observe that ice cream eating behavior and think, oh gosh, okay, that, that's not good. That's, that's bad. So what we typically do then is change the action. We see the action, we label it as bad and think, okay, I've got to figure something else out. So maybe in this instance, you decide to cut out sugar. Okay. So you ditch the ice cream, but don't forget, you still have that underlying feeling of overwhelm. So you do the other common thing that we do in the face of overwhelm, which is do nothing. <laughs> you watch Netflix, you scroll through Instagram, you watch YouTube, or maybe you do um, what I call productive procrastination, like you fold laundry when really you have like this big project you want to tackle. Again, you've, you've changed the action, you've changed the behavior, you're no longer eating the ice cream, but you still feel overwhelmed. So what if instead of focusing on just changing your behaviors, what if you were to focus on creating a new thought that you actually believe? Okay. So this would be something like, I'm working on adapting to the changing circumstances so I can show up for myself in a powerful way throughout this challenging time. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know there's like a lot baked in there and that's actually why I love this thought because it's compassionate, right? Remember we talked about compassion in the last few podcasts, this idea of acknowledging your suffering and you know, extending yourself understanding the same way you would a friend. So this is a compassionate thought. And it's also a process thought, right? It's not saying I'm the queen of quarantine. I know exactly you know, what to do and how to do it because that's probably not a thought that you actually believe. Our, our brains and our subconscious is very smart. So it's a process thought. I'm working on it, right? I'm in the process of it. I'm figuring it out, right? Again, I'm going to say that thought one more time. I'm working on adapting to the changing circumstances so I can show up for myself in a powerful way throughout this challenging time. What feeling does that create versus the overwhelm of I have no idea how to balance everything I need to do? Well, to me, this thought creates, you know, it creates a feeling of, of openness, of calm, 
so many different feelings that are much more positive and leave things much more open for conversation, for thinking, for solutions, actually effective solutions, <laughs> instead of you know, reaching for the ice cream or going to watch Netflix when in reality, you know, you'd be much better served by kind of tackling the list. Okay. Now I want to reinforce the idea that before we can rush to changing our thoughts, we first just simply need to become aware of what it is that we're thinking. Again, you've been taught And you've practiced a lot of these dieting behaviors, the counting the calories, the yes and no foods list, things like that. And chances are those types of, you know, habits and tools took time to learn. Same thing here with learning how to observe and then transform your thoughts. But the observation piece is so incredibly important. And what I don't want you to do is rush into fix it mode. Right. I I really want you to spend some time becoming really aware of the thoughts that you're having. Because the truth is, you can't transform what you're not aware of. Right. We first have to develop a really strong sense of awareness and really get into the practice of observing thoughts. So, how do you do that? Well, I want to say, first of all, in the noisy world that we live in, it's it's really challenging to become aware of your thoughts. Chances are, if you're like me and I have to watch myself on this, I've always got some noise going on, whether it's music or I'm having a conversation or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm watching a show. There's always, always something. And your brain can't kind of go wild with ideas and and thoughts in the context of all that noise. This is something you may experience if you are kind of in the noise all day and then you go to to lay your head on the pillow at night and then all of a sudden it's like this rush of thoughts just start pouring out of your mind and you and you end up not being able to sleep. That can be a sign that you're not giving your thoughts kind of enough airtime throughout the day. So I've got two really simple suggestions that will help you develop awareness of your thoughts, and then you can shift into using the model to kind of examine them and ultimately transform them, okay? Because again, you can't transform what you're not first aware of. Okay, so my first recommendation for observing and becoming aware of your thoughts is to simply get quiet and to build that quiet time into a routine, to really turn quiet time into a habit by inserting it into your routine. So that could be your morning routine. Maybe instead of listening to a podcast or watching the news while you're doing your morning routine, maybe you commit to making coffee and having breakfast, for example, in complete silence. Or maybe you know, you decide to make the shower. (laughs) Really, really small, small change here, but just make your shower, your quiet time. And maybe you're doing this already. You know, I think the shower is, is quite frankly, some of the only time that some of us are quiet, you know, naturally. And maybe you've had the experience of having some of your best ideas 
And, you know, most creative or most clear thoughts while you're in the shower. It probably doesn't have anything to do with the shower and has more to do with the fact that there's no noise. There's no distraction. You know, there's not even visual distraction. So get quiet. 5, 10, 15 minutes a day is going to be so powerful for you to get into the habit of observing your thoughts. Okay. And then if you're ready to take it one step further, you can do what we call a brain dump. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You are going to get a pen and paper, or maybe you have kind of a designated journal, and you are just going to write down every single thought that you have without a filter, without judging yourself, without fear. Just put it out there. You can start, you know, by prompting yourself, maybe. If you want to write down something like, thoughts I have about food, and then just let your brain go wild. Or thoughts I have about my body, right? And and be open to writing down the positive, the negative, the neutral. Lay it all out there. And then you're going to step away with so much clarity around what's going on. There's really something to be said for getting your thoughts out of your head and onto paper, and then you can start to run models on them, right? Take those thoughts, plug it in, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, plug that thought in, fill the rest out, and and decide. Decide, is that a thought that's serving you? Is this thought of sugar is evil or I hate my arms, are those thoughts that serve you? Or are there more neutral thoughts that may actually lead to more positive action and ultimately a result that you want? Isn't that amazing? Because you you can't control your circumstances, okay? That's a, a really important distinction to make. You can't control your circumstances, but you can control your thoughts, your feelings, your actions to have a massive impact on your results. All right. This is a quick episode, but it is such important information, okay? So I encourage you to honestly, before you even go, I would hit the the rewind arrow and listen to this one again. Make sure it really, really sinks in because our thoughts have a very real effect on our actions and ultimately our results, okay? Have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Bye.